1: Welcome to Salud Podcast, a podcast that focuses on bringing awareness to difficult conversations within the Latin community. We talk about stories in our comunidad and how we can all support each other to succeed. Ahora sí. ¡Para seguir adelante con ganas! ¡This is Salud parque Y hay que comenzar porque si no aquí vamos a estar todo el día. ¿Alguna vez has estado listo para sentarte y disfrutar de la televisión? ¿Y luego te das cuenta que no sabes lo que quieres ver o incluso dónde empezar a buscar opciones? Cox Contour TV te facilita esa decisión con el entretenimiento que amas. Todo en el mismo lugar. Mira, televisión en vivo, programas en demanda, grabaciones de DRV y música... Todo con el sonido de tu voz con el control remoto de Voz Contour. No solo encuentra los programas que estás buscando, sino que también te brinda recomendaciones de romance, aventura o simplemente películas y disfruta. Si eres fanático de los deportes, captura la acción de golf y baloncesto que has estado esperando y obtendrás los puntuajes, estadísticas y resúmenes en tiempo real en la aplicación Contour Sports. Y si te gusta la transmisión, solo dilo para que lo veas en tus aplicaciones de suscripción favoritas como Hulu, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus y más con Contour Streamplay. Obtén más información en Cox.com diagonal Contour. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Salud Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Quintero. And I don't know if you guys heard from last week's teases. This episode is going to be a continuation with Graciela Flores,
2: who she and I had a romantic affair going on. I'm just kidding. No, but she is with somebody that I really, truly care for. And I was so excited that she
1: decided to do this episode with me. And I'm calling it Donde Hubo Fuego. Because there's a whole saying, donde hubo fuego, cenizas quedan. Pues donde hubo fuego aquí, creo que queda una bonita amistad. More than anything, uh, I think it's one of these uncomfortable conversations.
2: Not a lot of people get to have them and not not a lot of men get to do it with with somebody that was very special in their life. I think sometimes as men, when we go through a breakup, our coping mechanism is very different from that of what women uh, tend to go to, you know we tend to fall on our anger, fall in hatred. We want to hate this other person. And we tend to project that sometimes. And even when we're with our boys or our homies or, you know, just our male friends, we tend to talk about this person. And they even encourage, I guess, that emotion, that emotion of hate. Like, oh, you know what? Screw this person. And it always dawned on me how easily we're manipulated To hate somebody we truly cared for, somebody that we loved, that never sat right with me. I'm not going to pretend and say that I didn't try to hate this person, that I didn't try to feel some type of way. But at the end of the day, the whole saying, you know, love triumphs all is true, you know, and then the more hate that you have in your body and in your soul, the more it's going to be a reflection of who you are as a human being and as a person. So more than anything, this is a real and honest conversation with somebody that I truly care for, that I wish her the best, that she will always have a special place in my heart because she became a special person in my life that has taught me a lot. She knows this and we talk about it. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you are encouraged by it to go and have an honest and healthy, more than anything, healthy conversation uh, with a significant other. And without further ado, don't forget to follow us at Salud Podcast, arroba Salud Podcast. Don't forget to share it, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, or on your Insta stories. We would really appreciate that. Para arriba,
1: para abajo, para el centro. Salud
0: all
2: right well i'm glad that you had a great time in the philippines and i want to pivot back to college and you obviously, our podcast is about highlighting these amazing situations, but then also getting into uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think this isn't uncomfortable for me. I hope it's not uncomfortable for you. <laughs> but I thought it, was an interest, it would be an interesting conversation, and I'm glad you accepted it, because at the end of the day, you were a huge part of my life mm-hmm. in the sense that we had a romantic thing going, everybody. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and I'm just glad that we're adult enough that we well that we're able to talk about this, mm-hmm. and I want to transition to college because that's where we met. Yeah, and and I'm gonna go ahead and be like that DM because I DM'd you guys. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, I love to say this story because <laughs> shout out to my like sordy sister out there, Paulina, because <laughs> I always saw that I thought it was very funny.
2: So let me let me explain okay. my story, my side, and then you can go ahead and your side. So. Obviously, I had seen you at tailgates, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she caught my attention, but I, we were never formally introduced. Mm-hmm. So then I know we followed each other on social media, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I was at the time working with high school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was all like, should I send this message? Should I not send this message? So uh, our tutors, they were also in college, mm-hmm. and I was all like, this is the message I want to send just press the button send yeah. so i didn't even have the courage to push <laughs> send so, <laughs> so they press send and i didn't think of mm. it and then i think you responded about a what like i don't know if it was a day or two later and it, i didn't even open it i just saw i you can kind of see mm-hmm. what they like write but not the full message yeah, <laughs> and then it said hey i'm not really looking for <laughs> and then i was like you know what, whatever, like knows the worst thing that I got. I'm just going to not read it. (laughs) So talk to me about that message.
3: Um, Yeah. So I was not going to send you anything originally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just because we can get into this because I I had a conversation with you about why as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, college, I was like, I don't want to date anybody. I don't want to be serious about anybody. I mean, you explained um, in the beginning, yeah, you, was, that you
2: were in going through stuff. Yeah, in I had another a relationship, very toxic so, it was, yeah, so it was, yeah, so it was hard.
3: Mm-hmm. And so when I got your message, your DM, I was like, okay, like I just won't respond. Um, <laughs> that's an appropriate thing to do. <laughs> um, but then my friend Paulina, I'm, I made DMing cool, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, my friend Paulina comes and reached. Out to me. I think we were somewhere. I don't know. It's just like, hey, like, so my friend Jose should be like sending you a text or a message. Um, like you should totally like um talk to him. Like he's super cool. Um, you just like never know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and I just laughed. I told her, yeah, I just got a DM from him. And I I was like, I guess okay, I guess I'll uh-huh. respond back. Um, and she was like, yeah, do it. And I was like, okay, cool. And if it weren't for Paulina, I would have never messaged you back. So that's when I messaged you. I was like, hey, we're not really looking for anything, but I'm down for going going on a hike or something, which is what we ended up doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I remember I didn't open it, and then I was all like, whatever. So then I finally decided to open, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this out of the way and then just delete the message. And then I'm like this is a sign, y'all. And then I was telling my, my my fraternity brothers, I was yeah. like, bro, like, she closed the door on me, but she left the window open. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then I was like, yeah. you know what? Let's go to the Hollywood uh, sign. And I think that is when I got the first taste of mm. Graciela, like yeah. sassiness, feminist, yeah. and it was also, like, different.
3: yeah.
2: Um, Because obviously I just wanted to get to know you. We mm-hmm. went on the hike, and this is very still engraved in my head because I remember I I don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. part I wanted to open the door for you yeah and what did you say
3: I was like I don't know what I said but I was like no thanks like <laughs> I don't need you to open the door for me
2: yeah something along those lines you you said something like are you opening the door because you like me or are you opening the door because this is a normal thing you do for women is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I like, was so
3: straightforward then. yeah <laughs>
2: And I was all like, "Oh, little Miss Gracia <laughs> can open her own damn door, there.
3: <laughs> I know that you did that, which, which I think my first impression of you too at the time was like, "Oh, like I wasn't expecting that." Yeah. Um, and I think it's a refreshing, like, like interaction experience with mm-hmm. you because. I, that was not my experience in the past with men, and that's why I had such a hardened exterior. Yeah, and I was so like I guarded.
2: I got the, the hard end. Um, yeah, grades. you got.
3: I mean, <laughs> was, college grades is another thing. No, but
2: but it's a beautiful thing that we talk about this in terms of like the relationship mechanisms and then the walls that we mm-hmm. both built. You know, because yeah. in terms of how I was dating with other women, it was also different. Like it was refreshing to hear resistance Mm. it was not it was I I don't want to say it was like a mouse and a cat chase Mm. uh, because it never felt like that it felt very like I felt and and I want to say this in the nicest way stupid uh, because (laughs) I was uh, like she is so smart. Like, I like I, literally, I kid you not, that That's day, so I went to go read books. Because <laughs> we were just having conversations yeah. about, like, like, feminism, about uh, underserved communities. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea. I was just, like, faking it until I was making it <laughs> in that conversation. You're funny. <laughs> yeah. No,
3: but, like, we had really good conversations, so it never felt like you did and not know enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I was trying to give my two cents. And I think that it's the whole notion of, wanting to be in radio and then mm. just kind of practicing. I'm like, how can I navigate this conversation if I have no? And yeah, You're
3: so good at that, though. <laughs> like, you're very good at asking the right questions mm. and then, like, redirecting it really nicely yeah. into where you wanted to go.
2: Yeah. I, and then it went on where we would, I remember I would drive. Every weekend we would hang out. And I'm yeah. like, well, does she want to hang out? All right, well, yeah. I guess
3: I'm going. And I did. Yeah, and you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you I did? mean, if I did it, I wouldn't of course. hang out with you. <laughs> um, which is why, like, to me, like, equally, as you say, like, you were a really, like, significant part of my life because if it weren't for you, there's certain things that I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. Um, And for me, it was hard because I had just gotten out of a really disgusting relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, I was very, like, just guarded i had yeah. so many walls i don't think i was like if we would have been in a relationship i don't like an actual committed i mm-hmm. don't think you would have liked me like i would have been just like not a good listener yeah. i would not know how to verbalize like my feelings and needs and wants like
2: i mean you told me this yeah you and, I, I, and I remember
3: you, you specifically telling me one time and it like hit me in my heart i was like damn like i really am closed off we were talking and, like, my body language was closed off. Too. Uh-huh. And I was just, like, it's not intentional.
2: Of course.
3: It was just, like, I don't know why. Like, I'm so afraid to be vulnerable. I'm so afraid to open myself up yeah. to somebody. And, like, it was just so much fear.
2: And, yeah, no. And then just to give context, it took me three months, y'all. <laughs> three months to for Grace to finally, like, give in <laughs> or something. And I yeah. remember after that it was... It was such a beautiful time in mm-hmm. my life, and it was also such a change. Like There were so many chess pieces changing yeah. in both our lives.
3: I know, which so, is so beautiful. Yeah, I'm so thankful that I witnessed that.
2: Yeah, so I remember, and I think one of the things that I was so, uh, I guess, uh, attached and why I loved being around you was the fact that I was sharing my dreams and aspirations and little did we know that, I mean, you were sharing your dreams Mm -hmm. and aspirations with me about wanting to go to, uh, to, to the Philippines. And Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time towards the end that you didn't want to go anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was funny because I was like, why don't you want to go? And you said, because i don't want to leave you and i don't want to leave what's going on and at that moment i felt very like you should go
3: yeah
2: i'm not giving up my dreams for Mm -hmm. anyone neither should you yeah you know
3: i remember that conversation wasn't that like at the Santa monica pierre like we were like (laughs) with the ocean yeah because because i knew that like, once I was gone, like, uh-huh. that's it. Like, I just... I don't look back always when I let go of something. Like, I let go of it. And I've made peace with it in my heart. Uh-huh. Just knowing, like, how my previous relationship had gone when we were, like, long distance. And how it was very bad. I didn't want to have a similar experience mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think, at the end, I, I still would have gone. But it was yeah. kind of nice to hear that reassurance from you. Because it was hard. Like, it it was just... I can't even explain, really... Uh-huh where my heart was at other than like i knew that i would i would leave like that special thing we had wouldn't yeah. be the same
2: yeah and then it was funny because you you we we lost we lost connection i guess for like a month or two mm-hmm. we were still talking and whatnot you left late june or early july
3: it was june june, late june late after june. i graduated
2: Late June, you left and I arrived in L.A., which I was uh, that always to me was like, wow, she leaves L.A. And I'm finally in L.A. because I was commuting. And it was and I think part of my healing that took a while, Mm -hmm. you know, to get over the relationship was because of my solitude going Mm -hmm. coming into L.A. not knowing really anybody like you have your fraternity brothers and whatnot. Yeah. But they're not your chapter brothers, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. they're not the people that you grew up with in uh, that that made you who you are. Yeah, they're your not friends. Yeah, you're not accessible because now you're trying to chase your dreams. But then you come back home and you don't have your parents, you don't have your siblings, yeah. you don't have your and you're like, wow, yeah. this is lonely. And the entertainment industry is very lonely. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like why I also kept clinging a bit. And then I tried to get into other relationships. And I've explained it in previous podcasts. And I was like, I couldn't because I would always try to look for you in other Mm. women. And it was like, well, they're not them. So it it took me a while to cope with it and grow, like, I guess, not grow out of it, but Mm. grow through it. Grow through the the experience. Mm. But then...
3: Yeah. For me, that that was the that? opposite. How was that? Um, because thanks to you. And, mm-hmm. and I. this is the okay, this is and I say that I've uh-huh. always whoever I can talk to you about, whoever I can talk about you
0: uh-huh.
3: f- with. I will say, like, I'm always grateful because the experience that you gave me when we were together um, and when we were dating, like it, I left that feeling like, wow, like, I can find love. Like, that's very possible. you were so against it. I was so against it. I was, like, the anti-love girl, like, almost. Also anti-faith. Like, I was, like, I don't believe in any, like, higher power like that, but at the same (laughs) time wanting to so desperately. Um, But I left that feeling like love is very possible for me. Um, And it almost felt like I was leaving that because, Mm. like, part of that I was, of leaving was that I would leave that potential, like, love flourishing and I don't know what that looks like I mean for a healthy kind vulnerable beautiful soft love I didn't know what that looked like and so I left that experience with you and I went to the Philippines and I was like wow like there is somebody there could be somebody out there for me <laughs> um and so like I go to the Philippines I was like but you know what in the Philippines I'm gonna be super hyper focused with work like not gonna date anybody uh-huh. I'm just gonna be like so in, into like what I'm doing here for yeah um and then little little <laughs> little that I know
2: um walls down and everything <laughs> yeah I was like
3: with walls and everything <laughs> um I meet this guy um and We are friends. At first, I don't even know who he is, honestly. I have no registration because I was there not looking for anything other Mm -hmm. than work. Um, And so he approaches me one time and I'm like, who are you? Um, (laughs) And then we're part of the same group and training. So we get to know. I mean, we have to be around each other like almost every day Well, we are every day. And so, you know, we get to know each other. We're we're friends through these three months um, and that's all i want yeah. again
0: to be <laughs> like, yeah. friends only
3: um but um kind of gave me an ultimatum uh-huh. of like well i mean we're gonna be in very sep- like we're gonna be in different islands than we were uh-huh. um either like we can't really be friends because i I will always have feelings for you uh-huh. or we can be or you can just try and and be in a relationship with me because i knew i had feelings but i was uh-huh. very terrified because I'm like, let's just be friends. I can keep you forever, as opposed to like, <laughs> you know, if we are if we're something more than yeah. when we break off, like I, I don't know how we're gonna be friends again. Yeah. And so, um, but because I was like, I know love is out there for me. <laughs> so it's like, let's let's be brave and give this a try. And you gave and, it a try. And and I gave it a try.
2: How was that? And what did and you learn? From
3: that you? was very hard because like I, I like like I said earlier, I think that if we would have been in a relationship you would not have liked me because mm-hmm. of all the things that I was still trying to process and learn. And sure enough, that's what came out in this relationship. Like I couldn't communicate my needs very well. He also had this tendency of wanting to make sure that I was happy, mm. but I'm like, you can't control my happiness. I'm I was also, happy first. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have to, I'm in charge of that.
1: Yeah,
3: um, And I couldn't because I was also missing my family extremely um, he was a white man so
0: <laughs> um,
3: so our experiences were very oh wait <laughs> bruh
0: <laughs>
3: uh, yeah so it was like our experiences are very different and I you can begin to comprehend how much my family is important and at the time also like you know ICE was getting really difficult because of because mm-hmm. of Trump yes. um, and there was a lot of deportations happening and my parents are immigrants and um I was terrified. I was constantly in fear that something would happen to my parents and I would have to literally leave my commitment to the Philippines and fly out to my family. Um, and then like my siblings would be all my responsibility. Cause then yeah. I'd have to become a mom for them. Not a mom, but like a caregiver. Yeah. Um, but I was constantly in that fear. And I think that I was so sad. I was like, honestly depressed at some point. And I think that because I didn't know how to communicate my needs Mm-hmm. and feelings that it was very hard for him to understand where I was coming from mm-hmm. and to even know what I was going through yeah. and so and I was constantly putting walls Yeah. Um, so it was not fun <laughs> it was fun for like you know we all had that honeymoon phase which yeah. is beautiful um, but the the end part of that relationship was very difficult
2: yeah what, what did you learn and you, what will you take away from that relationship
3: yeah just being more patient mm-hmm. um, really speaking up for like when you need something and how you're feeling communication is key like to now like i just communicate everything (laughs) i'm constantly making sure that like what i'm feeling is clear to people um, because i don't want to be misinterpreted i don't care if you don't understand me but as long as you heard where i was coming from like Mm -hmm. you understand where i'm at Um, and that's my biggest takeaway is just communicating better and be more reflective I, I thought I thought I was a very like self aware person mm-hmm. but like I was externally but internally I really wasn't aware of the kind of feelings I had like I didn't even know what anger looked like for me because I'm not like an outlash angry yeah. person right yeah I don't like go off and hit people or like or like talk shit really like <laughs> my anger sometimes looks different as a very like happy person too like I'm a mm. very like my, I think you know that. Like my standard, my auto auto person is always like joy. Like yeah. I'm just happy. I'm a normally very optimistic person. So when I'm not, I don't know what that looks like.
2: Mm, that's interesting. Or how to even communicate that. To yeah, others. exactly. Yeah. So then that you're still in the Philippines and you come back to the United States. I think it was for a week or two because mm-hmm. your sister graduated. My sister graduated. And, and yeah. then I think that is when we started well you messaged me and i was like oh wow she's back so we saw each other Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and take a quick break but we'll be right back after this
0: you do it all without breaking a sweat like being a boss exec to tuesday tennis to homework why do the kids have so much homework family dinners lunches brunches trips to the vet and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway and you do it all in style even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. And that's why we created the fully reimagined Infinity QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene with premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infinity QX60. Designed to help you take on life and all the chaos it may come with in style. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information.
2: What went through your head prior
3: to that? I think that I was like... Because I I think we had messaged each other when I was still in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, Because I had shared that that experience of like the specific white dude in my, in my volume, in my, in the volunteers. (laughs) Um, and how horrible that experience was. I was was, like, I literally vented to anybody I could. (laughs) I like called my dad. I was like, so upset. I called, I I texted you about it. I texted my friends about it. I was so like livid about that situation. Um, but so when I was going back home, I was like, It'll be cool to reconnect. Yeah. Um, and just, and at the time, I'd broken up with my boyfriend at the time. So now, uh-huh. we, and we stayed broken up from that point on. So I was like, I would like to see Jose and see how he's doing.
2: Yeah. We saw each other. I remember getting that message, and I was all like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. At that point, I'm already doing radio, kind of, um, well, doing what I manifested. And at some point, I was, all, I was, I obviously hurt uh still and then kind mm-hmm. of also hurt when obviously I realized that you had a significant other yeah. so it was sort of like oh but regardless that all went through the window and I'm like I got to text y'all <laughs> <laughs> let me share it with people yeah. but so then we decided to see each other and I think within those two three days that we saw each other the conversation came up and mm-hmm. you are like well you like to travel travel yeah. and I'm like
3: yeah
2: what what do you mean travel yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think that was the conversation right before you left mm-hmm. back to the Philippines. Back to the
3: Philippines. Yeah, it was a very hard, in retrospect, <laughs> a very hard thing I did. Yeah. Um, 'cause Because I think at the moment, I so much I was I was very happy once because I was going to see my yeah. family. I haven't yeah. seen them in such a long time. Um, back in LA, everything felt like new. Like I'm seeing everything for the first time, but then I'm like distraught because i just broke up with somebody who like i absolutely loved um and i was just really heartbroken and Mm. i didn't know how to navigate that and so there's a lot of feelings up for me and i was just very curious to see how i would feel about you yeah um and i think that i was being very selfish in that Mm. because in, in retrospect like i'm just like like what were you trying to say in doing that And I think what my intentions were didn't actually translate into how maybe you like I didn't in any (laughs) little in any instance that I think about how you would feel.
2: Yeah, because I remember we were in my car and you said you like to travel. And in my head, I was like, where in the world you're going to be traveling uh, like on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to go for a weekend? And then I think the next day I was all like, hey. Spain is only $200 round trip, like for Thanksgiving. It's so,
3: yeah. Actually, Spain's trip is very cheap. Like from LAX, sometimes they're like $160. See, like what yeah
2: i know right <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you want to yeah. go to your <laughs> own that <laughs> definitely i recommend so then you said you know what let's do yeah. it and i remember like the months leading up to it it was fine we were texting mm-hmm. and then it sort of started dwindling down mm-hmm. that i even second guess like what am i doing like yeah. i'm not even getting a text back like should i be going yeah. but i at the end of the day i said you know what fuck it like at this point mm-hmm. like i am Flying X many miles, and I don't give a fuck. Or yeah. Care. So so we land Spain. Yeah, to spade. we <laughs> land to Spain. <laughs> because I remember I got the... It was funny. I got a hotel room, and it was like two... It blocks, was literally
3: like two blocks away from where I was staying. Yeah, your hostel. And I yeah. was like, oh,
2: how interesting. Yeah. Or how funny. Mm-hmm. And then this is where, I guess, my healing started.
3: Yeah.
2: Because that night was so much fun. It was... It it was was, so much but fun. it was
3: very hard for yeah. me um because I mean I think because I knew what mm. I was going to do yeah and I think you were still like oh, I, don't I know thought what's I was happening. gonna do something else yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is why I was like <laughs> like also traveling on my own for those three months was like another level of like wow like life can be absolutely mm. drastically different than the one that you want to have yeah um and I was just so exposed to so much and I was like and I, I got exposed. Also, I realized how hurt I was mm. and how much in pain I was and that it's so unfair to bring another person into that. Um, and I just didn't want to really, like, cre- like have the same, make the same mistakes as I did with the person I dated. Yeah. Um, and knowing how, you know, there was also a fault on his behalf, but, like, just how on my end, like, I was not a good person uh-huh. and I could have been better and just, and, and then being with you that night, mm. I was like, like, not that I was trying to compare, but like uh-huh. my love that I had for the specific guy. Of like, course, it
2: was recent.
3: It was recent. It was so beautiful. And I was just so distraught that I could never, I, I thought that I could never be loved that way again. And so all these insecurities of myself came back up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm going to get into another, like, relationship or or situation with somebody in dating that like i'm equally fucked up and i'm not giving my chance myself a chance to like heal and process uh, and make sure that i don't hurt someone so hard yeah um but obviously that was inevitable like what i ended up doing was hurting you and i think that was very hard for me because i'd never done that Uh um and just accepting that and and just yeah acceptance was was hard
2: no, but I think it was also necessary because, like I said, that's when my healing begun because mm-hmm. that night when we arrived and obviously, like, we were talking and then the question came. It was funny, and I, I, I explained it like this. I, w- I was like, I was ready, and then you're like, I can't do this. And I was like, oh, no worries. Me Too movement's really strong back in uh, U.S., so I know no means no, so we good. <laughs> and then you're like... No, no, I can't, I can't do, do this. Uh, I can't do us. And I was like, what?
3: <laughs> so Yeah.
2: And I remember at that point I just started bawling and it yeah. was like anything you said was like, I cannot hear. Yeah.
3: But, I don't think I said anything else. I was, uh, I was mostly apologetic. Yeah. Um, I think why it like got to that point uh-huh. was that because for me, like my college years, like I had no emotional attachment to anything yeah. or anybody. That I was with, and you know, I like dating some, dated some guys, if you want to call it dating. Um, <laughs> but like, I had no emotional attachment to anybody, and when I did get an emotional attachment, I was like, oh my god, like how do you put the the two together, like yeah. the the emotional connection and then the physical connection, and I didn't know. I still, I mean, I'm working on it still. Uh-huh. Uh, but at when we we got to that point, I was like, "Oh wait, I can't do this and that." <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I remember that night. I was like, "You know what? You sleep in the bed. I'll go sleep in the living room." And I cried. And I swear, I think. But I'm also grateful for that moment because it tests your grit and your it yeah. tests your level of like how. Fast, can you pull yourself up? I'm, and I'm not saying that like, oh, I did mm-hmm. it. I woke up and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go, yeah. good to go because I don't think that's the way life works. um and Because we're all human. But I did wake up, I showered, yeah. and I was like, I gotta go. Yeah, and, and I gotta go. And I remember that day, I went. I didn't care how much money I spent, so I got a like a taxi. And I was and I was like, take me to all the churches in Barcelona. <laughs> I need Jesus.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
2: yeah yeah and then i got oh. really drunk that night mm-hmm. met some american people lost my phone wow yeah. but and guess who had it
3: who the
2: cops
3: oh my god <laughs>
2: how did they get it you know what i went to i ended up in a club with uh, some american people that i found and they what? were really nice but i was really drunk yeah you know, off of sangria and all this other <laughs> stuff i was like what is and this and the nights
3: are, lo- are so long yeah scary.
2: so i remember and i blacked out out and then i woke up and there was two girls right next to me and they were just having a conversation with Mm. me they're like why did you do that why they were like 19 or 18 like why did you get drunk and i'm like i'm just so hurt (laughs) (laughs) and they're and then i'm like i need my phone they're like uh well you got kicked out of the club and i'm like your friends left you and i'm like well they weren't my My friends friends. like i just met them um but i guess somebody um so I went back to the hotel room, and then I went to search my phone. My, uh, one of my best friends, who's also like my beta kid in the fraternity, mm-hmm. I called him. He was drunk, too, because <laughs> at this point, it was like 6 a.m. here. Yeah. It was nighttime over there. And I'm like, you have my find my phone location send me a screenshot of where it's at. So then I, you
3: know,
2: huge shout out to the people in the hotel that they <laughs> let me use their printer, their computer. they like, we went yeah. Sherlock wow. Holmes on this. Wow. And I found my phone at the police station. I'm somewhere. glad you <laughs>
3: found it.
2: Somebody had turned it in.
3: That's <laughs> I, so nice. I
2: know. Yeah. But I said that that to me was a very definitive moment and like for you as well, because I was like, you know what? I'm coming back to the United States. This was 2019, mm-hmm. 2020. I started my new job, which is where I'm currently mm-hmm. at. It's a fresh new start. Yeah. So I took it as that and that's where literally the healing started. Yeah. There there's a whole saying you can't you can't have the rose without the thorns. Yeah. And I think it is beautiful process we call life that we yeah. inevitably go through.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it was wow. <laughs>
2: I'm not even going to ask you.
3: What? Did you,
2: did you know?
3: In Spain? Yeah, I mean. No, yeah.
2: Um, but you came back to Los Angeles. How was that transition? Because you, this was obviously, Geesh. this was November, December 2019. Mm-hmm. You come back January. Yeah. Pandemic starts.
3: Yeah. I of, forget. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, we leave Spain and for Spain and go back to the Philippines. mm mm-hmm um and for the philippines to thailand and then thailand home la i get to la I get to celebrate christmas new year and then yeah. i'm so broke obviously <laughs> this money i just spent um so i go back to live with my parents and i try to find a part-time job um and that's three months into trying to like readjust myself back mm. to la It's very weird because all I wanted to do was talk about the Philippines. But for a while, everybody's asking you that and then they stop. Yeah. And it's like every time I talk about the Philippines, nobody has a point of reference to understand what I went through. Um, So for the longest, I also just felt like a whole part of me was missing. Um, Mm. Also in the Philippines, you know, I found my faith um, with God and and like kind of surrendered my life to Jesus. And so, you know, I went consistently into church and I had a community Mm. there. And so coming back to L.A. and not having that also was was very hard. Re- coming back to adjust to an environment yeah. that had n- no longer had to experience. Like, I yeah. became a very, like, I I no longer screamed. Like, you know what I mean? Nosotros Latinos gritamos para todo. Like, we're so happy. We're excited. We raise our voice for everything. But in the Philippines, I learned to just, like, talk like super normal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't call it normal, but just, like, at a, like... The tone. Tone was yeah. much softer. Um, I felt a lot more relaxed. I didn't have to, like, confront people. Mm. Conflict felt like I was resolving it more as an adult. Um, And then I go back home, high anxiety. Everybody's shouting. Um, Everybody's screaming. Everybody's getting upset for anything, any little thing. Something's not working. I'm like, these are first world problems. Like, we're going to be okay. Um, All these things of, like, inconvenience. And I'm just like, ah. Like, I no longer had to, like, live like Mm. that. So coming back was very hard and... Um, And then pandemic hit and it was like, oh, cool. Like I'm living like I were living in the Philippines and like that wasn't hard. It was just hard being with my family.
2: Was there any point that the uh, Peace Corps helped with that transition back to, you know, assimilating back into. Oh, Lord, no, they don't help
3: for nothing. The only thing that they give us is money. And then even that is not even enough.
2: Because I feel like that's also a huge thing that they need to incorporate that transition back Mm -hmm. into yeah. Uh, you know, community. It's been two years that you haven't been yeah. back. And then obviously you're hit with a whole pandemic. Yeah. Um
3: That was the hardest part. I like, I don't know what LA looks like normally anymore. Yeah. Because what my normal was
2: 2017.
3: Mm-hmm. For people, normal was like 2019. But for me, normal was 2017. Yeah, and that was after out. college. Um yeah. And then now it's just like, all I know is pandemic LA. Oh, so it's really weird.
2: So I want to ask a couple more questions, like two more. But from our relationship, what did you take away learn from?
3: Um, My biggest takeaway was just learning to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and letting my guard down. Because if it weren't for that, I would not have been able to get into the relationship that I got into after you. Yeah. Yeah. and then why now I'm so open to love. Like, love really is the center of my experience in life right now. Mm. Like, I think I've searched for love everywhere and I couldn't find it Same. because that's not the love that I needed. And the ultimate love, the most unconditional love that I found was with God. Mm. And that for me is like.
2: And you just got baptized.
3: I know I did. Congrats. Thank you. And it's so hard because like, I didn't even love myself, I think. Yeah. And knowing how much God's love is and how unconditional and and loving and secure and safe, like, I can start to love myself in that way. Because I'm so hard on myself. Mm. Like, my first thing, if I do something dumb, I'm like, you're so stupid. Like, what (laughs) an idiot. Like, you could have been better. Like, I'm so hard on myself. Like, that's how bad I speak to myself (laughs) sometimes. So I've just been working on that and knowing, like, I'm loved and uh, people are happy with me. And people don't have to be happy with me, actually, like. God is good with me, and I'm working every day to be better.
2: I think what I learned from you was obviously to keep striving and pushing for more because I think the aura and energy that you gave was very much like a nonconformist mm-hmm. energy. So I was like, look, there's this woman who is not conforming to society, not conforming to any type of standards. And you should strive to be a better man and person. Mm -hmm. More than anything, a better man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think when I was trying Mm -hmm. to get to know you, I was still considering myself as a boy internally, even though I was like, I'm a man and whatnot. But it was, I still had this boyish mentality. So when I felt a challenge, I was like, okay, you need to, be more cultured. I was you need to <laughs> learn more about society. You need to learn more mm. about respecting women. You learned that from your dad, like, oh, you never hit a woman. You always yeah. respect the woman. But what does that actually mean? Mm. What does, uh, you know, using your your voice as a man to elevate other women? What does mm. all that? Yeah. I, I learned, and so I learned to become a better man, a better advocate, mm. uh, a better listener. And so so thank you for wow, that. Wow, thanks.
3: <laughs> that's beautiful. I appreciate that. I think yeah. that you've always been very spoken. Um, and I think that's why I was like, man, like, just that vulnerability that you're yeah. willing to experience um, is very commendable yeah. and admirable. Thank so you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: So one of the things that I just started doing this year, because I've always heard my friends Journal, journal, and I'm like, I can't just sit around and. Journal. I can't journal
3: either. I'm sorry, y'all. No,
2: because <laughs> I'm like, if I start writing, my hand starts hurting because I want to write everything, and then I'm like, what if I miss something? So I just started doing prompted cards. What? These are called Self Reflection Edition from We're Not Really Strangers.
3: I love, I love their Instagram page. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know those cards. I don't okay. have them, but
2: okay. Yeah. Well, They're so cool. I want you to pull one, and wow. then obviously not one of the red ones because. They're not self-reflection. They're like wild cards. But answer. Answer um, it.
3: Okay. What am I putting off that feels important? Why am I avoiding it? Avoiding it? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. Can we get a sound effect in there? Uh,
2: which one do you want?
3: Bruh. <laughs> 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 um, I had a I don't know.
2: Career-wise, maybe you're no. not okay like,
3: <laughs> good like, yeah. that's always easiest um it, it probably has to do with with um family
0: mm-hmm.
3: um i'm very close to my family I'm closest to my youngest sister my baby sister um but i really want to be closer with my brother mm. um and we're close but we could be closer yeah like have emotional yeah. deep conversations just be more open with my sisters, is is easier to do that. But with my brother, I wanna I wanna be better for him in that in that sense, because he's like our only boy at home, yeah, uh, our only brother. So um, we have a great sibling interaction. But just I wanna get to know him more as a person. He's been having a tough year. Yeah. Or, What's oh, stopping you? Year. Fear. Fear of yeah. rejection
2: from your own brother. Fear, no,
3: of of being, of not being able to be helpful. Mm. But see, here here's Impotence. my here's my like my underlying need of or my my challenge of like needing to always be helpful for another person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to be helpful yeah. or useful. I can just be a person.
2: You could just listen. Yeah. And it's sort of sometimes it's yeah. like I don't know. And I'm stuck in conversations and people are talking to me and I'm like, do you need my opinion or do you just need me to listen? And right. maybe that's all your brother needs. Yeah. Somebody to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And and that can be hard for me yeah
3: to accept that because i want to do like I'm, I'm a problem solver that's how i like to identify myself sometimes. <laughs> so where i see an issue i'm like problem solving mood yeah like mode and i'm just constantly just that's just how i function but with him it's just i just got to listen and be yeah. be better that way
2: uh, well i hope that relationship gets better I, are you gonna answer one oh, okay <laughs> all right here i go i guess i'll go from the middle and it says Wow. What have my past relationships (laughs) told me about?
3: (laughs) You answered that question already. All right, Okay, universe, that's not fair. I
2: know. What's my most toxic trait I can admit to? Where do I think it stems from? Ooh, okay. I think impatience. Mm. And I think uh, a lot of people can identify with that. Just having like, my impatience stems from my parents constantly screaming constantly mm. wanting something so fast that they are impatient mm. or they're wanting me to do something. I clearly remember a time uh, I was 15 and I would live in Mexico. Right. Um, and I remember one conversation because he always wanted me to work in the ranch. He wanted me to grow up in that lifestyle, live in Mexico, et cetera. Yeah. I'm the oldest child. And one day, because I decided I was 15 to choose fun over over ranch life responsibilities he, yeah, he's uh, like you're an incompetent it is inutile mm. he was impatient so i just backlashed and i'm like well because i'm an inutile i ain't going to do shit for you like so that was me being rebellious yeah. but that impatience stems from their lack of patience for us but i think it also stems from their parents impatience because yeah. that's the lifestyle that they grew that's up it's the
3: generational yeah trauma and curse there
2: so yeah And it's funny because I see it with my brothers and especially my youngest. And since I started therapy last year, Mm -hmm. um, like he's like my therapist has really allowed me to just kind of put my thoughts together. And he said, just breathe. Let it go. Don't change your tone when you're talking to your brother. Because I really wish I'm amending my relationship with Mm -hmm. my youngest brother because we both tend to be impatient with each other. Mm. And Sometimes he'll be like, Stop using your therapeutic
0: methods on me, <laughs> and I'm like,
2: I'm just talking to you. And
3: I, like, <laughs> I love it, I love it for you. Yeah, so, you know, just kill changing. him with kindness, exactly.
2: <laughs> so, I need to learn more patience with myself mm-hmm. because I want to do things very fast and patience for others. Because even here mm-hmm. at work, yeah. like, I'm such a fast worker, Like, let's yeah. get it done. You tell me what to do, I'll have it done in five minutes. And yeah. some people, like to take their time. And I'm like, bro, do you need me to do your t- work job too? Like, cause I can do it. So I'll tend to No, be-
3: don't get, don't do other people's jobs. <laughs> I,
2: te- I sometimes tend to get like a little bossy. And I'm like, oh, don't tap me. <laughs> but that's about it. Thanks. This is
3: very therapeutic, honestly. Thank you. No,
2: mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Uh And when I proposed this, I was like, I wonder if she's going to be down. Come on,
3: you know I'm always down. <laughs> down <for the> <laughs> I'm always down for conversation. I yeah. think that that's part of like- um, kind of these like unexpected opportunities and not unexpected like just open yeah. opportunities for things. I, I, they always come from God for me, so yeah. I'm always like, you don't know where this will take you. Um, so thank you for just inviting me.
0: Yeah. Um, I also
3: I just appreciate that you've been a bigger person in in this whole process wow. and journey. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it were any other man, like there would have been a lot more nastiness and Mm. i've always gotten respect from you and which is why till this day i care for you as a person Mm. and i always like just hope that you continue to achieve all your dreams and aspirations
2: thank you i appreciate it and likewise like you can always count on me for everything and the reason i started this podcast was uh, i i as as i guess dark as it sounds a memoir of of Mm -hmm. experiences lives of people teaching lessons because you never know Who's going to benefit and learn from this? Maybe it's another man mm-hmm. having that conversation with yeah. their ex-partner. Uh, a real and mm. honest conversation. Yeah. Because I think that's sometimes what society needs. And I'm not saying this was closure because we've had our, we yeah. both had <laughs> our closure, yeah. you know? But mm-hmm. maybe somebody needs to have an honest mm. conversation with that other person. Yeah. And maybe this motivates you. And if you're listening, well, then be a bigger hey. man. Be a bigger person. Yeah,
3: be a bigger person. Um, part of growth is always uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And I think in the Latino community, it's very hard yeah, um, because we prioritize community or family all the time. Um, and there's so much stereotypes and just biases in our community. Yeah. So, be brave, be bold, yeah. be you. And
2: I think as men, we tend to, even from other friends, be like,
3: oh no, FTP
2: or FTB or whatever. And you're like, whoa, why are you projecting your hate towards this person that I truly cared for? Mm. You know? So, yeah. and that tends to happen that men are easily. Like, uh, I, I want to say manipulated by other men, and mm. it's like, well, be the bigger person, be the bigger wow. man, have that conversation. Yeah, man, enough,
3: man, you enough. Know? <laughs> okay, yeah. I like that. I'm gonna
2: start using it. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening to Salute Podcast. Catch you next episode.